Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh again here with another live Q&A with yours truly. Hope y'all are doing exceptionally well. Um, um, this past weekend, I was just full with family and church, and so I wasn't able to get my videos recorded as as uh, um, as I put videos out. And so that's why today I want to open up a Q&A for my brothers and the ladies that I desire to get to know them more. So I'll be answering questions along the lines about anything, really. But if there's a lot of guys in here or ladies that want to know more about men, um, because Mondays I do videos on Barely Mentioned. Barely Mentioned um, is a podcast or an angle from my podcast to discuss the things that are barely mentioned about men. And so I want to give y'all an opportunity to ask me questions about anything, particularly because I'm here to serve, but especially those questions about men. And so I'm going to give you all an opportunity to come into the live feed, give you all an opportunity. I know it's midday. Um, and today, you know, it's Memorial Day, so I'll be with family all day, so I won't be able to record. But my other videos for the rest of the week, I'll go ahead and probably will record those. Um, but today I wasn't able to get to my fellas. And so um, I just want to go ahead and serve um, men and the women that love them and pretty much any questions, particularly. Um, but if there's questions specifically on that, I would definitely make sure I give attention to you. But if you're watching me for the very first time, my name is Joshua, also known as Coach Josh. And my goal here is to make help help you make sense of your life. So if you feel like the content on this channel has is beneficial um, with you for your life and your walk with God specifically, go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell, all that good stuff. But for those who's been rocking with me for a mighty long time, I want to say thank you so much uh, for watching me live and being a part of my online community here. I hope the resources and tools are a continuous uh, blessing to you. Um, but I'm going to go into the chat box. Let me know what you, where you guys are watching from. Give you all an opportunity to come on in as it goes through the emails and all that good stuff. Um, but we got Divine15 already with a question. Let me make sure I say hello to everyone. Darren, yo, what's up, my brother? What's up, family? Hey, Coach Washington Sweden, thank you for watching. Hey, Coach, keep us in prayers in the city of Detroit. What's going on in Detroit? Y'all all right? Uh, Melissa Ashby, hey, what's going on? Let's go to the first question. The first question, Divine 15 says, hey, coach, do you think it's a good idea to tell a guy what you want in a relationship due to him possibly pretending to be all those qualities? I have a long list and I feel like I'm uh, I am asking. I have a OK, I'm reading again. Hey, coach, do you think it's a good idea to tell a guy what you want in a relationship due to him possibly pretending to be all those qualities? I have a long list and I feel like I'm asked. I have a, I have a long list and I feel like I'm asking a lot for, I guess, as we're saying. But basically what I would tell you is this, my friend is that um, there are certain levels of relationship where certain questions fall in. Um, there's like for my card game, my book game that I will show in a few few minutes is that um, there's the uh, cloud phase, the phase where you guys just met. There's the cement phase where you guys are, are getting serious. And there's the corporation phase where you're going from engagement to marriage. Um, there are certain questions for each stage. Um, but mostly the most important thing is to listen with your eyes. That's the most that's the most important thing as a woman. Um, so to answer your question specifically, I wouldn't um, divulge everything about yourself. I will ask a lot of questions, though. And that kind of brings to my attention my resource that I think will help you, my friend. And it's called Dating Prep. Um, Dating Prep is a book and card game um, series. because I'm working on another a part two of this. So there's, there's the card games. I don't know if you can see that there. My light's kind of too bright. But here's the card game here called Dating Prep. And there's a lot of questions there. And all the questions in the card game are actually in the book. And so in the book, my friend, you can be able to write down um, your answer to the question and his answer to the question. And you will be able to see if you guys line up. And it's a good book for singles, too, because then you will be able to really ask yourself the questions. Because like I've always said, it's best to date um, um, God and date yourself before you're dateable. Right. Because when you date God, you become familiar with yourself. When you date yourself, of course, you get become familiar with yourself. But then you will begin to see who aligns with God's purpose for you. And this book right here would be a great resource. And I have a lot of questions for the cloud phase. Uh, but to answer your question specifically, I wouldn't tell him everything about you because men are clever and they will pretend and try to match um, um, what you want in a person. But like I always tell everyone, the Holy Spirit, um, oh, let me say it like this, time may reveal eventually, but the Holy Spirit can reveal immediately. And what I want to challenge you on is to make sure that you really trust the Holy Spirit and the unction that's in you. And he'll let you know if this is a scammer or is this the person that he has for you. So, hey, coach, do you think it's a good idea to tell a guy what you want in relationship? No, uh, not early on. I wouldn't tell that. Listen with your eyes. Listen with your eyes and see, because you, if you're blinded by 
your own infatuation, if you're blinded by your own ideas, then you're not going to be able to see the red flags that's hanging on the individual. But when you are clear in, in your identity in Christ and you know who you are in him, then you're able to see what's the obvious. Because red flags, all red flags, most 90% of red flags are obvious. We just choose to overlook them because we only focused on what we want individually. Um, so what I would do, Divine 15, is channel everything through the Holy Spirit, making sure that you're um, in his in, in, in rhythm with him so that you're able to recognize who's from him, etc. But the most important thing is to ask questions. I would ask questions like, um, what are your views on, on uh, faith? What are your views on uh, uh, what is your purpose in life? Get him talking. Ask open-ended questions so that he can reveal out of his own words what he's really about. Because when you get a person comfortable in conversation, they will tell you everything you need to know. But if you're just kind of surface level in questions and y'all just going back and forth and just flirting the whole time, then you're going to keep the infatuation cloud um, surrounding you all versus being intentional and <clears throat> excuse me, asking open-ended questions and watch him either stay consistent or trip up over his own words and make sure you listen with your eyes and listen for key buzzwords and, and then you'll be fine. But I wouldn't divulge um, too much about what you want because he will become a chameleon or she will become a chameleon for those, for, for the guys out there. Um, but that was the best advice. But get that book on my website, um, IamUnplugged.com. You can get that book, Dating Prep and the Card Game. And I, I'm going to tell you, this, this game right here is one of the best things that God has given me ideas-wise. But I can give you examples of, of certain questions. Um, a cloud question could be, do you like to go out on dates? Um, how do you view life right now is a good question in the beginning. How do you view life right now? Another uh, cloud question could be, is what, sh what is your favorite song and why? What are, you, what are your favorites are good cloud questions because then you will be able to say, oh, you like that kind of music, but why? You see what I'm saying? Another cloud question is, uh, what is your favorite genre of music and why? What is your favorite thing to do on the weekends? What is your favorite dessert and why? What is your favorite bag of chips and why? A lot of good questions. What is your favorite song and why? Where is your favorite place to shop? So a lot of questions like that. Where do you work? Well, do you like it? Do you like what you do? What is your favorite attribute about yourself? Great question. What is your least favorite attribute about yourself? Who are your favorite speakers? That's a good question because who is he, who is influencing him? You see what I'm saying? Another good cloud question is, what is your favorite um, book? What, what foods do you like and why? A lot of these open-ended questions, like with the why at the end, really reveals to you a lot about a person. What is your favorite restaurant and why? What is your favorite snack and why? Uh, what do you do to cope with stress? What do you like to work? Uh, do you like to work out? Why or why not? So that and and in those questions, those same questions are in the book, and you're able to answer the questions there. And then you'll put your answer and then his answer, and then y'all can kind of vibe out together with the book. And if y'all don't work out, you burn the book, you throw the book away, get your new copy when a new relationship comes. Hope to help. Um, I feel like I'm asking for too much. It's mainly what I want mentally. Okay, I got you, Divine 15. You want what you want. It's okay. You like what you like, but make sure you're clever, strategic. The Bible says be gentle as a dove, but uh, clever or witty as a serpent. So you have to be strategic when you engage with other people. Hope they help. All right, we got more questions in the building. Good question, Divine 15. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Watching from Sweden. Thank you so much. Keep okay, Detroit. I got you. I got you. Darren from Texas. What's going on? Hey, coach. First time catching you live. Praise God. We're glad to have you, Captain. Thank you for being here. And usually um, I'll do more lives during the summer. Like I said previously, I wasn't able to record my videos this weekend because I was full with family and full of church. But thank God for technology where I'm able to do lives to kind of compensate for those videos. So I was going to do a video for men today, 11 traits of a wise man. I was going to do that today. So I may postpone that video to next Monday. Uh, my goal is to do my other live videos. Um, Tuesday, my goal is to talk about how to... Um, uh, how to forgive. Wednesday, my goal for women was to talk about uh, seven signs you're whole enough for a relationship. Thursday, I'm going to talk about trust issues for the purpose of this course. And Friday, I was going to talk about how to overcome procrastination. So all those videos are already, I got the notes and everything typed out. I just wasn't able to record. So um, this is for the fellas here and the ladies who love them. And, and we'll see where we go. Hi from Florida. Thank you, Sabrina. Uh, Jennifer, <clears throat> excuse me. Hey, coach from Toronto. Thank you so much. Much love from Zimbabwe. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, high cases of COVID-19. Okay, gotcha. I got you, Pink October. Uh, Cheryl, hey, coach, what's going on? Aries says, here we go. 
Hey, coach, what do you do if you if your gut feels like a guy is lying about a pregnancy or is uh, uh, sexuality and non-communicative? Um, you got to trust your intuition. God has gifted you ladies with intuition. Um, and, and at any moment that you feel a gut feeling, that means either you're going to trust that gut feeling or be punched in the gut. And, and I'd rather trust the gut feeling and I'd rather trust the pain of the gut feeling and move on than to get punched in the gut later on with sadness and, and all that kind of stuff. And so if you feel like he's lying about something, that's when you move on, Aries. You got to love yourself. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, do I love myself more than just uh, lying around waiting on a guy to tell the truth? Um, a, a, a man of God tells the truth. A man of God is a man of truth. He is girded with the belt of truth. And if he doesn't have truth in his life and if he's not trustworthy, then nothing else in life will be held up. So now you're being held up from 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 progressing. And now you're being held up from the guy that God has. For. So what I'm trying to say is if he's not held up, you're going to be held up, eventually held back, and then you're going to uh, 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 um, set yourself up a fill. So if you get so caught up on desiring to be held and desiring to be loved so badly, then you will lie, you will lie around obvious lies and keep your own self um, from succeeding. So what I would do is the fact that you ask that question, typically you just want to hear someone else say what to do. And that's that's okay. And my advice to you is to move on, my friend. If, if a, a, a man of God is clear in communication, he will communicate. He will let you know exactly what's going on. And, and a man who uh, is not a, a man who's a man of integrity doesn't mind telling the truth, even if that means he lose you. Because he'd rather lose you in truth than to keep you for a period of time in a lie and then lose you inevitably and then lose credibility in his name. And so that's why the best way to avoid lying is not to enter into anything that you may be forced to lie about. Stay in truth and you will always be trustworthy. But if you got that gut feeling, friend, I will go ahead and move on. Coach, you early. I know. I know I'm here. You're doing such a great job. Thank you so much, Cheryl. God gets the glory, man. My goal is to make sure I give you guys premium um, content, help you really make sense of your life, give you tools and resources that really helps you in this life. My goal is not just to edify, but with edification, a uh, couple with that equipping you for the purpose that God has for you. So to basically, if I can help you make sense of life, you can live this life uh, uh, with Christ more abundantly. Um, you're Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Sweet Hiccup says, Hey coach, how do I respect and love my father who is not a Christian and does things that I feel like he doesn't deserve? It sometimes understands um, how that can be difficult. Um, but to ask your question is um, respect at the level of your self-respect, love at the level of your self-love. And what I mean by that is focus on respecting yourself because not everybody deserves premium respect. Everyone deserves some level of respect because we're all made in the image of God. So there's a certain level of dignity that that dignifies him as 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 uh, the image bearer of God. Uh, but 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 not at the not not beyond your level of self-respect. What I mean by that is you got to love yourself first. So what you'll do is um, you may not give him a lot of time. You may not give him a lot of your energy, but you can give him the decency of checking up on him, the decency of privately praying for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So don't look at this level of does he deserve just operate a level of the service that he deserves or is uh, uh, is a uh, whole enough to receive. What I mean by that is there's levels to service. There's levels like my wife deserves all of me. Um, and after that level of women tier that deserves some of me or a, a lot of me, my wife deserves all of me. Um, my the another tier of women that deserves most of me is like my mom, my mother-in-law, my sisters, uh, my sisters, uh, all my sisters, my sister, sister-in-law, my nieces. You see what I'm saying? They they deserve most of me. Beyond that. Is delegated based upon wisdom. And so you got to understand your levels. And so if he's disrespectful to you, then you limit your access with him. You limit your conversations with him. You limit him. You limit him at the level of his effect on you. And so if he if even talking to him over the phone affects you drastically, then I wouldn't call him much. Maybe I'll send him a text. Um, so, you know, the nuance of your relationship. Uh, and um, and I, I would just limit it. Because just because he's your father, uh, see, there's levels to this. He either he's a sperm donor, either he's a a, a father. You see what I'm saying? Uh, or, or a dad that's trying, right? And and if he's choosing to be um, just a donor and, and doesn't want to really be a father, then you treat him as such. You give him respect, basic level of respect, but you treat him as such. But like I said, do not do not uh, release your respect beyond your self-respect. So respect yourself first, and then you'll know how to delegate your respect. But if you don't know your value and your worth, then you won't know 
how to delegate that. So my first question or my first advice would be is to examine your walk with God, examine how you feel about yourself and examine um, 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 how you perceive yourself in the eyes of God. Do you know that you're loved? Because God's perfect love will cast out fear. And um, but never go beyond your level of self-respect. Respect yourself first, and then you'll know at what level of respect they deserve. And um, and we're not talking about disrespect, we're talking about level of respect. And so I hope that helped you, my friend. At least get your wheels turning. Cheryl from Alston, Texas, what's going on? All right, Pink October says, Where the fellas at fellas? Let me know if you got any questions. I want to I'm gonna see the fellas and I'm gonna I'm gonna go scroll through after this question. I'm gonna scroll through and see if I got any fellas right now. Because I want to make sure I serve them and then I'll get to the ladies' questions, of course. Um, but I'll start here. <clears throat> Pink October says, How do and so fellas, go ahead and ask your questions, man. Mondays are for y'all. I want to make sure I give y'all uh first dibs, and then I'll get to the ladies' questions and, and that good stuff there. Um, how do I tell a guy I'm no longer interested? Well, the ladies who love ladies who need questions about manhood, too. I understand. So I feel you. I'll answer those questions with the guys as well. How do I tell a guy I'm no longer interested, even though he's nice? He's just not my type. Be honest. Don't string him along because he's nice. And that's tempting. That could be tempting for women. Like, you know, I'm going to keep this guy around because he's just good to me. Uh, but you're not good to him. And so you have to always be intentional. So the honesty thing, the honest thing I want you to do is let him know today that you're just not interested. I appreciate everything you've done for me this far, thus far, because you're holding him up from having the woman that he wants. You see what I'm saying? So you don't want to hold him up from the woman that really wants him. And so what I would do is I will examine your heart and say, you know what, this is wrong. When you feel how wrong it is, because sometimes there's gray area sins, gray area things that we do, weights or sins that we do, that kind of is, oh, I guess it's okay to do. It, once you feel that it's wrong, like this is wrong, wrong, and you feel it, then you begin to have empathy for the individual and you will let him go. Um, but if you, and it's okay, because you was once interested and that happens, but you're no longer interested now, I will go ahead and move on. And let them know today uh, or, or, and just say, you know, I really appreciate you. Um, don't do it over text. Well, it's quarantine. So I don't know. Do what's best for you. If it's long distance, do whatever is best for the, for the friendship and just let them be honest with them and say, you're just not my type. I'm just not interested. Um, or start like this, the, the spicy chicken sandwich and how to communicate hard things or spicy things. What do you do is you uh, celebrate, critique, celebrate. So what you do is you say, um, man, uh, Tom, I really appreciate you, man. You're a real nice guy. You really are. Look him in the eye. You really are. Um, and he knows what's coming once you say that. But and he'll know that the heat is about to come. You really are. But right now, I'm just not interested in any relationship. If you want to make it easier for you, if you want it spicy, spicy, then be straight up with him. If you want it mild and a little hint of heat, then just be honest about, you know, at this moment, I'm not interested in anyone right now. Um, and, and I don't even want you to wait for me. Um, because in the future, I don't even know what I would want. I really do appreciate, though, how nice you've been to me. You're such a good guy. And I don't want to hold you up because I'm still just, I'm still finding myself. I'm still trying to get to know me. And I need this time between me and God. So right now, I just really uh, um, uh, um, desire for you to just kind of just not message me for a period of time or just don't message me at all. And I don't know. I don't, I don't, don't go deep. Just give, him, just give him that, what I just gave you, and then you should be good. Because you don't want to hold him up from someone that will actually um, help hold him in a relationship. Hope to help Pink October. It's difficult, but conversation have to be had and you have to do it in a way where you you celebrate, critique and celebrate and you stay committed to the branding. You stay committed to that sandwich. Whatever you put on the stamp on that, you stay committed to it. Don't don't critique a person and you break up with him and you leave him and then call him the next day. You got to stay committed to it. Hope to help. Great question. Andrew, my brother, what's going on? What do you do when you love a woman and you feel the Lord has just told you to wait to marry her, but she says the Lord told her no, but she still wants to continue a relationship and you can still, and you can tell she still wants to be with you. What I will tell you, my friend, let God be true and every man a liar. Um, um, Bible says, why fear a man who can only kill the body or affect you emotionally in your situation when you can should fear the one um, that you should fear the most and who's God. And so my advice, my friend, is to always roll with God. Because you as a leader, there's going to be situations where um, men, you're going to have to really uh, man up and lead. And your wife and your woman or your prospect will try to convince you because they're more emotional. And so you got to make sure as a leader that you practice. And maybe this is a test from God to practice like even what Abraham did. Would you would you obey me all the way to the point of of killing your son, all the way to the point of killing this relationship? Will you will you listen all the way? And I think that would be a good test to pass. 
so that you're able to say, no matter what, God has my undivided attention. And like right now, it doesn't matter what my wife say in contradictory to what God has said. Um, I will go to God and say, God, you know, show my wife what you showed me so that she can have peace about this direction. But I'm not going to allow uh, her emotions to sway me in decision making that I know I hear from God. Not saying that she does that, but I'm saying that's that what that has happened and that will happen because that women see things differently and there. And that's a benefit. But we're required as men to lead. And so what do you do when you love a woman and you feel the Lord has just told you to wait to marry her? You wait. You wait because let me tell you something. What you don't want is to listen to her and then hear her loud later. And that's what happens. A lot of men. So what happens is the man will listen to the woman and the woman will say, I want to get married now. Blase, blase. And you do it and you know you're not ready. And then the same woman that beckons you into a relationship and you know you wasn't ready when the signs of your lack of readiness is manifest in a relationship or marriage, that same woman to some degree will be like, well, I can't believe we in this situation right now. Well, you told her from the beginning you weren't ready, so stay committed because <clears throat> there's a reason why God wants you to wait. Because it took us six years to get married. And there was a lot. We wanted to get married sooner. But God delayed it for our development. So God is probably delaying it for your development. So you have to love God more than anyone. Because whoever you love most, you will listen to most. And so what I would tell you, Andrew, is keep following God. No matter if it hurts her. Because if it hurts her and she is for you, she will appreciate you later on. It's best to follow God because no matter what you do in following God, whoever's supposed to follow you, even if they was in contradiction to that, will appreciate it later. But if you listen to her now and not listen to God, the same one that gives you the hugs and kisses and love now will be the same one loud later. Talking about uh, why you do X, Y, and Z. Give me one second. I got to delete some stuff off my computer because my computer is, uh, is stalling. Give me one second. There we go. I don't want my, uh, that's why I was kind of stalling a little bit. I want to make sure I delete because I, me and BD's podcast are on here. Uh, let's see what else I got on here. All right, I'm gonna delete some more stuff. Uh, all right. Did I send that to him? Yeah, I think I did. All right, cool. All right, I'm back. <clears throat> now I got some more space on my computer. All right. So that's what I would say, man. It's better to follow God, my friend. And, and it will benefit you in the long run. So let me make sure I look at the more layers of your question to really kind of gain some more insight. What do you do when you love a woman and you feel the Lord has just told you to wait to marry her? Wait, my friend. Uh, you, you notice you said the word Lord. He's your Lord. He is. He stewards you. He's got you. But she says the Lord told her, no, listen, uh, listen, who cares what the Lord told her? No, uh, no disrespect to her, my brother. But no, I don't care what the Lord told her. You know what I'm saying? It could have been the pizza last night. Lord's pizza last night got her indigestion, got her thinking crazy, right? Or thinking, I don't want to sound disrespectful. But you follow what God told you, period. But she still wants to continue a relationship. So what I would do is I would tell her, you know what? Um, for God, I live and for God, I die. And uh, I really need, for, this is what I would do. I would go to her and say, I really need for you to really respect and honor what I feel God is telling me. And how she responds in that will determine if she's for you. Simple as that. Her response, if she don't, if she responds to that selfishly, she might, she's probably 99.9% .9 chance not the one for you, bro. And she's selfishly connected to you. And she probably wants what you have. She probably wants to be with you because of what she can get from you. So, the trick, this is what you do. You go to her and say, you know what? I really love you. Spicy chicken sandwich right here coming right coming right to you. I really love you. I really care about you. I really do. Um, but right now, I really need for you to really respect what I feel God wants me to do. And so um, what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm um, uh, bring the relationship back a few notches. Uh, I need you to go see God, too. I'm going to go see God for myself. And I'm going to see what God, why God wants me to wait. I love you. I really do care about you. I really do want to be with you. But I got to do this right now to honor God. Because I think in honoring God, at least me attempting to honor God, it will help us in the long run. And if she responds selfishly to that and not humbly about that, my friend, 99.9% .9 chance she is not the one for you. Uh, hey, coach. Nini says, hey, coach, it is okay to tell a guy about your past. Uh, depends on what level. It's very, it's not, it, I wouldn't tell him about your past in the first few dates. I would tell him about your past um, before the feelings of seriousness. You know when the relationship is about to turn this way. And right when you at the turn, that's when you have that conversation. That's when you kind of, before you make the turn, you kind of park the car over to the side. 
part the relationship over to the side and say, hey, there's some things I want to tell you um, because I feel like my feelings are increasing and I feel like that I'm, I'm getting uh, to uh, liking you a little bit more. And I need to tell you some things about myself because it's best to do that. It depends on what part of the past, um, because some parts of the past is under the blood. You don't got to tell that man nothing. Now, if it's something in regards to like bodily, like body, um, 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 kids, um, um, mental health, <laughs> like all that kind of stuff. You tell them kind of early, you like because you don't want to waste their time. But if it's past stuff, like how many bodies you've had, how many partners you had, you don't got to tell them all that in the beginning because it's under the blood. As long as you practice impurity going forward. But if it's stuff about mental health, physical health, or kids, or baby daddies, baby fathers, you got to tell him that immediately because that's not fair to him to tell him that later on. So that's what I would. Those are the kind of there's different parts of the past that's determined that, that you that you that you um um tell a guy at different levels. So that's what I would do. If it's body, like you got a health issue um, that you're believing God for healing for, but it may affect his investment, um, mental illnesses, uh, physical illnesses, um, relational illnesses, like not illnesses, relationship uh, connections, like children and uh, um. All that kind of stuff, I would communicate that maybe on the third date or so. Um, but everything must be flowed through the Holy Spirit. I always give that disclaimer because the Holy Spirit works in nuance. I can only give you a broad, generalized kind of angle, but I will go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, when should I ask these questions? And uh, and then the Holy Spirit will lead. I always want to send you guys and ladies to God because, because I can only give you advice from a certain angle, but the Holy Spirit will help you with the nuances. So that's why I always say, check with the Holy Spirit, check what I, whatever I'm telling you, check with the Holy Spirit and follow him. So if you hear me and then do what I say, that might not be the wisest thing to do. It, I may give wisdom, but the wisest thing to do, what I may, what I may say may be a wise thing to do, but the wisest thing to do is to go to the Holy Spirit and see what he wants you to do and see if what I'm saying, how he could tailor what I'm saying to how he wants you to deliver it. So I hope that helped. Tawana says, Captain Ezzy. Oh, here we go. Captain Ezzy. Oh, I got a new name. Captain Ezzy. Boy, boy, I tell you. Thank you. Thank you, Captain Ezzy. Are the spiritual gifts hints for our God giving us something? Exactly. Yep. And the Bible says discern um, to ask for the spiritual giftings. Um, like my, my spiritual gift giftings are, um, the gift of faith. I got the gift of, uh, um, word of knowledge. Um, a lot of different gifts flows at different times. Now don't get me wrong. God can utilize, God can use you in a gifting outside of your gift. And so you may be called in another area and maybe like a mom, you just, uh, God has called me to really mother and to really motherly things. That don't mean that, Oh, uh, I can't operate in the gifts. No, the gifts that the spirit is utilizing based upon his uh, how he sees fit. Um, but a lot of our giftings does tailor to our unique personality and our unique purpose in life. Um, yeah, so definitely, if you see spiritual giftings, uh, uh, really process it because they really they really can show you um, who you are and what your purpose is or what category your uh, your giftings will thrive the most in. See, by me being a man of faith. I, I can believe things and I can and I can stand strong on things and I feel that gift come out and my wife and people are like, wow, that thing really came through where other people may not feel as strong faith in. Um, so that gift, word, word of knowledge, um, all that stuff, a lot of other gifts uh, flow through at different times. Um, but they do. They can reveal what your assignment and purpose is. And they, too, can just be a gift the Holy Spirit uses as he sees fit. Let me scroll down and see if there's any guys in here. Let me see. I'm going to take care of the fellas real quick. Uh, man, I I can't really tell by pictures. Morgan could be a guy or a girl. What happens when a man? Okay, all right. Oh, let's see, I got a good guy questions. Jody as a Christian man. Okay, here we go. Let's 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 rock with Jody, but then I'll go back up. Uh, as a Christian man, how can I feel secure in my appearance? I feel unattractive no matter what clothing I put on. I'm usually uncomfortable to the point where I don't like leaving the house. Jody, I've been there, bro. You see this big extended cab called a forehead on my face? Bro, I've been there, man. I didn't like myself for a long period of time. I didn't love myself. I thought I was unattractive um, because I got caught up in what was cute in that day. So what was cute back then was guys that was light skinned, guys who had waves. Um, what was cute back then was guys who had clothes. And I didn't have none of those. You know what I'm saying? I was just a good guy in the back, in the, in the front of the class, studious at times. I was the, I was just a nerdy guy. I, I remixed songs with Brandon. I, um, I was funny. So people like to be around me because I was funny, but, but I wasn't foreign. You see, I was funny, but I wasn't fine. 
you know, until I realized you can't measure your attractiveness based upon people who don't know how what attraction is, right? Because the older you get, women switch their attractions. Back when you were younger, women are still growing, they're still maturing. So what they deem as attractive is the external things. But as you get older, my friend, um, back then they didn't want you. Now you're hot, they all on you. What I mean by that, you hot in demand. Good guys are in are hot in demand right now. And um, you got to love yourself. So one thing I did, my friend, to help you was this forehead I couldn't change. Um, my African, strong African features, I couldn't change. And what God told me, said, if you don't own this, if you don't own what I, if you don't own this, it will be used or sold against you. Meaning that you're going to be paying for it because you're, you're trying to hide it and all that kind of stuff. So what I did was, if I can't change it, let me embrace it. If I can't change it, let me let me love that about myself. And I begin to love my forehead. I begin to love my African features. I begin to, who cares about waves? Because why care about waves when they're going to be gone? You see that? So why, why get so caught up on waves? And I'll be trying to get some new growth. I had to accept the baldness. And, but what I realized was that if I keep exhibiting God character, God trait, godly traits, uh, the right woman will come my way. And my wife's a model. I remember when I was young, I said, man, I, one thing about me, I was like, even though I wasn't attractive in my own mind then, I was like, I still like what I see. And I still model a woman who loves God and models. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? So my brother, I've been there, man. So my advice to you is, is you got to love you. You got to love how God made you. Moses came to the burning bush and was like, man, who am I? But I stutter, God. And God said, who made your lips, bro? Who made this forehead, Josh? Who made it? Who made your nose? Who made you unique? And my wife loves me. So I'm not going to sit there and, 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 and get consumed with that. So to help you, my brother, I don't know what age you are. But man, you gotta write down the things you don't, you the things you can't change, and the things you can change. Because I was three hundred twenty something pounds, and I say, you know what? I don't like the way I look. I am, I am unattractive. I'm making it hard for my then uh, fiance to really love me right now. I'm not saying she still loves me no matter what, but I, I, come on, man, you can't let yourself go. Is what I'm not. You can't love yourself so much that you let yourself go. So I say, you know what? I'm going to give my wife the best body. I'm going to give my wife the best of me. And I lost 70 pounds. So if it's something that you cannot change, own it and love it. Embrace it. That's what makes you unique. I don't care what it is because God made you that way. And the one that God has for you will love you the way you are and will have the grace for you. If it's the reason why you will feel like you're unattractive because the way you are, are built, then you just got to modify, go to the gym and work out. But Everything boils down to you understanding how God loves you. The word of God says, let me find it for you. Perfect love, God's perfect love casts out all fear. So I'm going to give you a kind of a, a exercise that I want you to kind of do. I'm going to put up a scripture here. Um, uh, scriptures on God's love, love for us, right? Let me see if I can get this on the screen because I'm going to help you, my friend, because I've been there. Trust me. And I and I hid myself for a long period of time because I didn't think uh, women were going to like me. And then I realized about time I got older, women, you know, that, that's what they like. They like a good guy. Uh, here we go. So what does the what does the Bible say about God's love for me? Let's see. But God, but God, so love me. I'm going to try to find the one I'm looking for. Let me let me look up like this. Uh. Perfect love cast out fear. Here we go. This is the one I want. I want you to uh, study, my brother. And let me go to. I do ESV, man. I don't do NIV stuff, bro. <clears throat> I don't do NIV. Here we go. All right. Oh, so First John four. There is no fear in love, right? But perfect love cast out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been perfected in God's love. So if you're in fear, your fear is you're afraid of what people perceive you as. You're afraid that anyone will like you. Anyone will love you. But what you got to say is understand how, what is my perspective of God's love? Because there's no fear in love. When I know I'm loved by God, man, my wife used to get on me because I, I would just I would just wear a T-shirt and some sweats and some jeans. And my wife leveled me up in the way I dress because I love myself so much. I ain't really care, man. I was like, this is me. I, I wasn't looking raggedy, but I wasn't, I was just, I was comfortable because I'm loved. There's no fear. So it don't matter who I stand in front of. I know I'm loved by God. First off, I'm married. So I don't even care what women think. But back then, as I got mature, I was like, man, man, it don't matter. People, that's people that's going to like it. There's people that don't like it, but you got to like you. 
But perfect love casts out all fear. God's love is perfect, my friend, and it casts out all fears. And so I feel unattractive no matter what clothing. So your, you, your attraction is based upon your clothing. Your attractive got to be based upon the garment of the Holy Spirit is in you. That's what makes you attractive. You got to make sure, first off, being attracted to God was is, is, it should, should lead you to a place of, of confidence. You are you were so attracted that God adopted you. You were so attracted that God sent his son, man. That's how attractive you are. So you can't based upon your attractions, based upon your external things, because you want to always, if that is what determined, then you're going to walk out in life hoping that people come to you because of your, your because of your uh, 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 attire. But people are drawn to you because of your anointing. See, see, that's what I figured out. You can adorn the outside all you want, but people are drawn to the anointing. It don't matter what light that is. Flies are going to attract itself to it. Because of the light. So you what makes you really attractive is what you're called to do. See, people are drawn to this channel. People are drawn to me, not because of my attire. Shirts you can get on my website as well, but not because of my attire. It's because of my anointing. And then as you grow into maturity, you know how to determine who's really there for you and who's not. Um, I'm usually uncomfortable to the point where I don't like leaving the house. Brother, you could, listen, your purpose is outside your house. So what I need to do is I want you to get sheet paper. I want you to write down why you don't love you. Why? What do you don't like about yourself? Secondly, what do you not like about yourself that you cannot change and how you can own it? Number three, I want you to write down the things you don't like about yourself that you can change and what you need to do to change it. But ultimately, I want you to research and study God's love for you because, bro, I've been there, man. I used to thought I used to thought I, I used to think that I was I used to thought that I was ugly so much, man. I was like, man, until I realized, man, bro, you can't base your life based upon people's fickle understanding of attraction because trust me, when you get older and you start you know what's attractive to good women and what's attractive to all women my brother your purpose you'll have them coming from the woodworks you have women coming from everywhere if you really because women don't care about how you look they care about how you look on the stage a lot of women don't care <clears throat> a lot of women don't get me wrong they care about how you look but but you look better when you're on your stage i, I was like why am i on stage and all these women at my ministry because i look the most attractive when you in your element and you can't be in your element and increase in attraction if you're in the house. Not saying that you do that for attraction, but you will begin to see the more you in your purpose, the more you in your element, you will begin to see they don't really care about my attire. It's really the anointing. And then the right one will come your way, my friend. Hope to help. But stay encouraged, man. I've been there, man. Do what I just told you. And I forgot what I told you, but you can always rewind at the 36-minute marker, and that right there will let you know, my friend, what you should be doing. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Let me scroll back up. Hey, coach, is it okay to tell a guy about your past? Okay, great. Captain, is our spiritual? Okay, got that. Do you think? Okay, here we go. Do you think it's possible to meet the one during quarantine? It's possible. Anything's possible with God, but I wouldn't think about it too much because then you'll distract yourself with God for the real purpose of the quarantine. Uh, so I, I want you. I want you all not to even think about who the one is. Think about the one. The man, Christ Jesus, because, but right, I'm not seeing this saying that's what your question is doing, but always assess, am I in idolatry? Am I in idolatry? Am I in idolatry? Always assess that, process that, um, because then you will be able to say, okay, is this question really because of X, Y, and Z, or am I really content? So anything's possible. God can bring the one in a quarantine. He can bring the one in a in, in any type of team. You see what I'm saying? No, not a team. That's, you know what I mean? trying to play on words. Um, but God can do anything, but I wouldn't worry about that because God is not going to do uh, anything beyond his character and beyond your development. Hope to help. Great question, humble one. And still uh, praying for y'all in Detroit. You know, in Detroit. Oh, oh, y'all in Detroit. Oh, y'all both in Detroit. Okay. Favorite one says, hey coach, how do we know what God's will for our life is? Hearing God correctly. I want to surrender my earthly desires and pursue God's will for my life and want to make sure I'm on the right path. Gotcha. Um... God's ultimate will is in his word. It's written in his word. Um, there's daily will and then there's the, the destined will. But the best way is to give him the will of your life. Give him the control of your life. And then you'll begin to see your will manifested as you go through. Um, um, God's spoken word um, um, is, 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 why would God trust us with his spoken word 
if we haven't trusted his scriptural scriptural word. I'm trying to play with words, written word, right? And so we want a rhema word, but we don't really want to stay tuned and follow his written word because his will is in his word. And as you get, as you operate the will of God as written in the word of God that you can find in Proverbs, you can find throughout the epistles, you can find throughout uh, the gospels, all that kind of stuff. If you begin to kind of match and mix and understand those different things, then you'll begin to see um, the way that he wants you to walk down and into your life. Uh, but you got to really write those earthly things down and say, okay, um, here are the things that I, that God is not in the midst of, that I haven't welcomed God in. And any area that you can't or don't want to welcome God in, you got to release that thing out of your life, right? And so I'm, I want to surrender my earthly desires and pursue God's will for my life. And I want to make sure I'm on the right path. Um, the right path is in his pages. If you can follow what is spoken of in the pages, the path will be made clear to you, my friend. Um, so how do you know what God's will for your life is? Don't worry about the big will. Worry about the daily will. Don't worry about the destined will. Worry about the daily will. And that's in his pages. And then you will begin to see the different phases of your life become clearer and clearer. And then you'll be like, you know what? Now I know uh, uh, where I should go in life. And you will begin to um, progress accordingly. Hope to help. Let me scroll back down and see if there's any guys. That I haven't gotten to. I already got Jody. Uh, hey, coach, I read the books. Okay, I got you. Let me see if I got any guys in here. Jody, as a Christian man, how could I feel secure in my appearance? Okay, okay, I'll, I'll see what you got here, Jody. I feel like I'm not attractive and I'm not getting. Okay, I already answered that question. Got you, bro. All right, let's see if any other guys. Jody, as a man, how, oh, I was over another woman. Oh, gosh. Okay, Jody got another one. As a man, how can I stop obs obsessing over a woman with a big backside? I find I find myself staring for miles at a woman's body and feel bad about it. How can I not lust over a woman with an attractive body? Um, first, you got to uh, look at her as God's daughter. Um, your level of reverence for God will determine your level of reverence for everything that he holds in high esteem, right? And so when you look at a woman, your first, you got to train your mind to see God's daughter first. Because if you got a reverence for God, when you begin to see things in God's viewpoint, it kind of brings the blood back up here. You see, if you know what I mean. And and because if you see that woman as, a, a, if you see her first as a, um, a woman um, to, to selfishly engage in, if you look at her as someone to take advantage of, if you look at her as, 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 as a visual entertainment source, then you're going to flood into lust. But love comes from God. And, 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 and when you are in love with God and you and God are vibing and y'all cool and y'all whatever, and you begin to reverence him, then you will walk wisely with women. And don't get me wrong, you got a peripheral. You got a peripheral. So if it comes in your viewpoint, the first look ain't the sin. We're not talking about you make, the first look is a sin if you go try to look. But if it comes in your world, in your worldview, and you just look the other way. You got to build strong neck muscles, my brother. You just got to get them. You got to get them strong where you able to keep keep over here because you respect because that's someone's daughter. First of all, that's God's daughter. That's some that's some man's daughter. That could be some man's wife. And what I do is I first of all, man, but what I'm saying is I respect my wife with my eyes. And if you're a single man, you respect your future wife with your eyes because what you practice in your single life, you will do in your in your married life. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and if you're not careful, if you keep making looking at women a habit, it, it won't. I do won't stop that. Then you're, you're gonna, your wife is going to fall into insecurities. And so what you got to do, you got to feel the heart of your wife before you have her. You got to live respectfully now for your wife and you don't even have her yet because then that will help you practice the right habits. So my wife can tell you right now, and she's in prayer right now. They pray every day at 12. And I see what I'm saying. My wife be praying three times a day. So you know what I'm saying? You got to marry a good woman. She's in prayer right now with the ladies on the prayer call. And, and she will tell you right now. She said, out, out, of out of dating and knowing me, she never saw me look at a woman. She, she would tell you that herself. She was like, no matter what, she said, I don't matter where I go. She says, I even spot the women that I know have certain assets. And my husband, she said, I always notice you that you'll never look. You always look me in my eyes. You always kind of angle your body away from her. She was like, I really appreciate that. But that habit started before I even met her. It's difficult at times because we live in a, you know, Lulu, Lulu lemon world. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at Lulu, Lulu, Lucy, Lucifer, I'm just joking. But what I'm saying is it, it is what it is. But you got to you got to practice the disciplines now so that you won't make your wife feel insecure later or hinder yourself from even marry the one guys because you haven't dealt with that lust issue. But you got to find the root to your lust. If it's pornography, if it's uh, anything like that. You got to deal with that root issue, my friend, because whatever is in you will determine what goes through the lens of your eyes. Out of the heart 
out of the heart, the mouth speak, but out of the heart flows the issue of life, the eyes, the window to the soul, and your eyes to tell what kind of person you are on the inside. So how do you do that? You got to say, you know what? Every woman on this planet is was created by God and God loves them as his own daughter. That's somebody's potential husband or somebody's daughter, et cetera, and you respect them accordingly. But you do that by examining your level of reverence towards God because that will determine the limits of your actions. So as a man, how can I stop obsessing over a woman? I find myself, you got to stop staring, man, and 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 respect because you got you to gotta be legacy-minded, bro. You got to think about, and it's difficult, man, I understand. But when you begin to understand the real potential, the real purpose of life, then you will begin to say, I'm living, I'm going to live as a single man as if I have a wife. Because you do. You just haven't met her yet. I'm going to live as a single man as if I have a wife. Because that will help me produce the right habits so that when I do have a wife, I walk in accordingly. Um, but you got to examine your own lust, man. And, and because there's going to be attractive women bodies. There's going to be, when you get married, there's going to be women who have, who have bodies that are attractive and you marry and you got to, you got to deal with that now. So you got to find the root of your lust issue and you got to, and you got to give that over to God and be honest with it and, and deal with that root issue because you can't hide it. Uh, um, and treat her like she's God's daughter. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but it can be done if you deal with the source of the reason, because if you deal with the source of your lust issue, these symptoms will fade. If you only deal with the symptoms, you'll find yourself falling into that sin over and over again. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the source reason why you do what you do, then you will be able to say, you know what? The symptoms are fading because I dealt with the source issue in my heart. Hope to help. Let me scroll and see if I got any more guys before I get out of here. Okay, Cheryl. Okay, Morgan. Why do men shut down? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Let's see. I don't want to skip. Let me. Ah, uh, that hit me hard. Okay, Morgan. I answer yours, and I'm gonna go back up to the people that I didn't get to. Uh, at what do when your Christian at, at at do you when your Christian wife stays getting involved? Oh, okay. I got you, bro. I get you next. Um, Morgan says, "Hey, why do men suddenly shut down, and how should a woman respond to the shutdown?" Um. Um, I'm going to do a video, I believe, next week on um, or two weeks from now on this, but I'm going to go ahead and give those. I have some points flooding in my mind, but I'm going to help you now with this. Um, <clears throat> men shut down for various different, for multiple different reasons. Number one, men have shut down because of the confusion of what masculinity is. Um, men shut down because of being forced to shut down um, because a wife has put them in quarantine. And the Bible says it's better or the woman's put them in quarantine for it's better for men to be on the top of a rooftop than in the house with a contentious woman. So a man shuts down because he doesn't feel emotionally understood. He doesn't feel that he can be vulnerable to the point to where his wife understands. A man can shut down because um, he was shut down as a young boy and he doesn't know how to communicate. Um, but how do you respond to your man when he shuts down? Is is to have a conversation with him, and the best way to do that for a man is, is if he's your husband, is to um put a nice good meal in front of him, um take him out, um get him something good to eat, make him comfortable, go where he's comfortable, and um and 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 really say, you know what, um did I do anything to offend you? Always come the humble road. I have a quote that says, the humble road can take you anywhere good in life. The humble road. The pride road has a bunch of ditches, has a bunch of uh, holes, and, and it goes nowhere. But the humble road can take you anywhere in life. So what you do is you say, Did I have I done anything to offend you? Am I am I showing any any am I giving anything? Am I am I giving off that I don't understand you? I really want I really want to understand you. I really want you to be your best self. Have I done anything with that good meal in front of him and you wear what you know he likes? You know what I'm saying? Then you'll find him opening up because a lot of men were shut down at a young age. They don't know how to communicate. A brother asked me a question a few weeks ago that I have a video ready for him that I'm going to do about how to communicate better as a man because a lot of men don't know how to communicate because we was taught as a man that men, we was taught as boys that men don't cry, that men shouldn't cry. No, men do cry. Jesus wept. You know what I'm saying? So it's okay. If Jesus can weep, we can weep. And since we didn't know how to express our emotions from a young age, now we don't know how to express emotions at any age. And so we shut our own selves down. Either we shut ourselves down or we have been shut down because men don't like um, to be disrespected when they try to communicate their feelings, right? And so when a man is communicating his feelings, a woman has to understand. So what happens is if he communicates his feelings in an environment and he feels an environment doesn't want to receive that or understands it or, sympath or empathize with it, he shuts down and he tries to process on his own. But 
as a woman, what you do is you just you go to him and say, have I done anything to make you feel um, uh, negatively? How, how uh, uh, have I gave any just whatever and just and, and help. And and sometimes women, sometimes some women will will view men and engage men based upon their understanding of men versus understanding that man. Sometimes we both on both sides, we generalize each other. So we generally this is what I think. And my wife got on me about this. I, I used to generalize a lot. And I had to realize I can't generalize her and what I think women because you know me, coach got all these points and stuff. And, and I was like, man, I, I am generalizing her and, and not generalizing her in regards to all things about women, but I was generalizing her in what I thought and perceived predicting her uh, whatever. But then I had to realize, no, listen to her and hear how she as a woman likes to be heard and vice versa with us. Uh, so what you got to do is ask him how he is as a man, how he receives communication because there's levels to it. Um, so men shut down because they've been shut down in their formative years and they didn't know how to communicate and they've been locked down for a long time. And it depends on what type of man, especially if you got brown or a black man, it's, def it's difficult in, in whatever country, depends on what country's in, it's difficult because of, of, the, of the other layers that he has to navigate as a man. And, or also, you have to look at yourself. Have I shut him down? Am I overly aggressive verbally? Am I abusive verbally? Am I am I um, not understanding enough? Am I nagging? Do I nag? Do I am I on him about everything? A man ain't gonna want to be around a woman like that. The Bible talks about that. Why? If your man is always gone, then you're that contentious woman that God says in the Word. That if a man always finds himself in a rooftop away from you, uh, always gone, then. A man wants to be around his woman. We're talking about a good man. A good man wants to be around his woman. But if that woman is annoying, that man, that man gonna be like, you know what? Cause you always nagging. I'm walking on eggshells. Everything I do is what Jimmy did to you five years ago. I etc. So you gotta examine yourself and 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 humble you and humble yourself as you approach him, and then see if he comes out of that shell and whatever he tells you, rock, rock with it. Hope to help. I've been going 51 minutes. Let me get my brother here. Producer Carol, I think this is a guy. Uh, do you what do you do when your Christian wife? Okay, yeah. What do you do when your Christian wife stays getting involved in the spiritual, not the spiritual, not religious movement, the universe, or in such types of beliefs? Um, great question, bro. What I would do, my brother, I will continue to lead in love. Continue to lead in love. Um, lead publicly through love and pray for her in private. Um, it depends on what type of woman she is. And you have to look at yourself depending on. Now, if she's one of those women that you knew from the beginning, that you saw these red flags, but you married her anyway, and she was one of those women that don't care about you, don't care about your leadership, don't care about the Bible, don't care about stuff, but you married her anyway, this is what you got to go through. It's just one of those uh, things that you have to go through in life. And that's just a real hard truth and, um, because that would kind of put you in a humble perspective and you'll say, you know what? I, this is what I got. I got to thug it through this. I saw this in the beginning. I married her anyway. And now I'm dealing with the consequences. Now you have to stand in the gap and pray for and do the hard work, the hard, the, the not say the hard work, but do the work now. Now you got to do the work of loving her, leading her, don't force God on her. Lead by example, because a changed life can change a wife. A changed life can change a husband. You know what I'm saying? And so you continue to walk into things that God love her. Um, uh, um, just keep serving her because kindness will eat coals of fire in her and she will renew her mind. Uh, and if that's the belief she wants to get into, it's a lot of things can be seasonal if we allow them. Things, sometimes we keep seasons going along because we keep fighting again. And the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So now you got to wrestle against that spirit that's, that came into your home and you wrestle with that. So what I need you to do is um, email me and I'll get you this book for free. World War Me is on my website, but I don't post so many videos that you have to scroll a long time. But email me, bro. Email me today and I'll give you the copy of the Spiritual Warfare book. Uh, and that will kind of help you really process how to operate this from a spiritual standpoint and win that war and then see your wife come along and fall in the true God and, and you'll be able to um, um, maneuver there. So email me today, go to my website, Iamunplugged.com. I'll post it here. Excuse me. Uh, Iamunplugged.com. And I feel like I got room for two more questions and I got to go. Um, my website there, my brother, go to the contacts page. 
I think it's posting. There we go. Go to the contacts page and then you'll be able to uh, catch me there and I'll get you that book today. And those who sent me emails last night, I'm going to get those books to you for sure. All right. Two more and I got to go. I'm going to scroll back up and see if I can get one of the ladies that's talking about men. Oh, you're so welcome, Aries. Hi, coach. Uh, greetings from South Tulsa. Hey, from Tulsa. That's why I went to school. Went to Oral Roberts University. What happens when the man's... Okay. Uh, I, I think that's where I'm at. CM says, hi, coach. I've been trying to get this guy off my mind for over a year. We've never dated, so I'm confused why I can't seem to. Seem to. I've prayed, read books, done everything to get him out of my mind. He's cool and from church, but I feel like I can't move on with him on my mind. Could this be some kind of soul tower? Is God keeping him on my mind a year and it's too long? Uh, <clears throat> Um, if someone's on your mind more than God, God didn't place them there. All right. Let's start there. Let's get down to the core of it. Um, sometimes social media has a way of causing us to be so tied to a person um, through through social media because we can overindulge in a person and we never meet them. Even if we do meet them like you meet them at church, but you don't see them all. But we can be constantly. Um, overindulging ourselves in who they are. And that happens because if you always on their page, like, like that's why I always know the difference between someone who loves Joshua Ezzy versus Coach Josh, because it depends on the person that you've been around or you binge. Those who are around me and know me, they love me. But for those who watch me online, they love me to a degree because they're drawn to Coach Josh. But I, I had to learn in the younger early on or uh, recently, maybe two or three years ago, a lot of people are because when I was doing a local ministry, people were drawn to the coach Josh. But when they met Joshua Azzy, there was kind of conflict of interest and all these kind of things because they 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 was drawn to the aura, the, the charisma of the character I am, the person I am, Josh. And so so what happens is that person could be on your mind because for over a period of time, you could have been binging on them and that psychologically, subconsciously affected you. And now it's affecting your conscience because when you overindulge something, you're putting the your idea about that person, your attractiveness about that person goes to your subconscious and you get so connected to them. And then it floods into your dreams. Then it floods into your mind because uh, there was a period of time, maybe for a couple of weeks or three weeks, that you overindulge yourself in that person, and now that person is so in you that 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 you're connected to them in a deeper way. But what I would do is facts over feelings. I'll write down the facts about this individual, the facts about you as a person, and whether or not you're ready, and then you will begin to see those things begin to loosen itself because you'll begin to say, you know what, um, I'm thinking about this person more than God. And then when those thoughts come up, then you choose. See, thinking is a choice. Thoughts come unaware, but thinking is a choice. So most time we think we confuse thinking with thoughts. See, we confuse thinking with thoughts. Thoughts are thoughts. They could be sent. They could be triggered. They could be sent by the enemy. They could be sent by God. So thoughts can be triggered. So sometimes we think thoughts are are our thinking, but our thinking is giving power to those thoughts, and now those thoughts and our thinking power mesh. See what I'm saying? And then now you start overindulging. So what you do when that thought comes, you got to cast down that imagination. Say, you know what? I will not think about him right now. I'm going to choose to think on this. So think on good things. You can always choose to think on. Like so, when a when a when a lustful thought or when a pride thought, when a greed thought comes in, you should already have in your mind. Nope, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to choose. I'm going to focus on thinking on this. And then over time. As I become a habit, you'll begin to find yourself overcoming uh, uh, or these thoughts won't even come in your mind because your mental immune system has been built up enough where it's able to say, no, we're blocking that. We're blocking that because it has nothing to do with God, has nothing to do with me as a person, has nothing to do with my purpose in life. And so I'm not going to think about it. But you have to choose to think on things that are above. Think on things that are purposeful. Think on things that are lovely, etc. And when when those thoughts about him keep coming up. But anything that's on your mind more than God is not sent from God because God will not have you think about something more than thinking about him and about and personal development and your purpose. So it is a soul tie. And um, get this book right here, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Strongholds. I talk about there's different levels to a tie. I talk about how there's different strengths of a tie. I talk about uh, um, how you could be tied to a person that you never met them and how to untie them. Hope they help, my friend. Let me see if I got, if I, have I skipped anybody up here. Uh, I skipped. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I did skip. Hey, coach. Do you know? Okay. I got that one. Hello, coach. Would God reveal the one to you before you are, before you can date that person? Um, great question. Yeah. God can do anything, man, but God does things integral and in, in, through integrity. Um, so know that first off, 
God would not do anything that's going to cause you to sin or to cause you to walk away from him. He's not going to do that. Um, so God, can God reveal the one before you can date the person? Yeah, but I would put that person on the shelf. Anytime something revealed to you, there's two places God wants you to put it. If God reveals, he either wants you to put, you, put he either wants you to put on the shelf or he wants you to put it in the soil. When he wants you to put in the soil, I mean, he wants you to plant it now. So anything, everything that comes your way and you don't feel no unction from God to do anything within the moment, you put it on the shelf and you leave it on the shelf. And then God will tell you to go back to that shelf and pull off the shelf and then plant it. So don't even worry about if he's the one. Don't even worry about it. I would just put him on the shelf and just keep him moving in life and let God reveal over time if that's the one for you. I love y'all. I got to go, y'all. I hope fellas and ladies who had questions about men, I hope this was a blessing to you. Um, anytime I do not have, anytime I do not have time to record the videos that I have uh, projected, I will go ahead and do a live feed on that. Um, so now I'm gonna give myself an opportunity to share what my resources are so that you guys can be able to, um, uh, what is it I'm trying to say? So that y'all would be able to um, get resources that may be able to help you. Uh, like I said before, this book here, uh, I'm going to show it. This book here, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties Over Strongholds. Um, that book's on soul ties. That book's a good resource. The first book that I talked about earlier was Dating Prep, How to Date Yourself and Love of Your Life Forever. And it, it doesn't come with it sold separately, but it comes with a card game, to, not come with, but you got to get a card game separately on the website. I'm working on getting my cards on Amazon. But you have to get them on a different site. And so uh, that card game that you could play by yourself you, uh, uh, to ask yourself the questions like, what do you uh, how do you cope with stress? And, that, and in the book, it will have a section on stress and you kind of write your answer down on how you cope with stress so you can date yourself. But when you got somebody else, y'all both get the books. Y'all both get the card. Well, one of y'all get the card game and y'all both get the books and y'all ask each other questions at the level of your relationship and y'all write each other's answers down. And that will kind of slow the relationship down and put it at the right pace so that you're all so you can actually fulfill your race and 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 um and be with the one because the right question at the right time can either make the relationship thrive or it can or it can end the wrong relationship. That's why questions are important. Um, this book on spiritual warfare is on my website as well. Um, how to win the war within because you if you can't win the war inside, you won't be able to war to, or win the war outside. The first book that I wrote, Unplugged, Top Things to Unplug from my first book that I ever wrote over 11 years ago. I wrote that book. Children's book, as he says, oh man, the camera. As he says, essence for the students I serve. It's a children's book, cartoon characters that I created, my wife and I. And man, I can't wait to reveal uh what God wants us to do with that with our animated series. Lord willing, uh, will be coming out. Uh, the purpose of singleness: Are you whole or full of holes? Probably top selling book there. Also, I got another card game to help you memorize scripture called Memory Muscle. It's a fun game to play by yourself or with your friends. And um, basically, let's see if I can get a scripture uh, like Hebrews four twelve. Right? It has scripture on the front, and then it has the answer on the back, and it also has a way you can play with your friends. And it has points so teams can win. So it's a fun way to play. I played it with a, a couple couple times with, with people, and they loved it. And it challenges us to say, you know what? I need to memorize scripture better. It teaches you how to use scripture and not abuse scripture. So it teaches you how to use it in context. Like, for instance, uh, Psalms 56. I think that's because this is a uh, – let me see if I can find. Okay. Uh, here we go. Like Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? It has the, it has the verse on the back, right? And also says, how would you use it? Uh, so how would you use the Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies, living sacrifice, holy and God, you God, do not be conformed to the word, be transformed in your mind, right? It says, how would you use the scripture with a friend looking for help in overcoming a vanity problem? Think about that. How would you use it with your friend overcoming vanity? Uh, how would you use it with a family member that is struggling with an identity problem but watches a ton of TV? How would you use that scripture to help them? How would you use it in a 30 second message in front of 100 people? So for those who are preachers, it helps you practice exegeting. But this is a game you play in front of somebody. So the person who got this question, they will have to they, for three points, they will have to use it. All right. So they will say if for 30 seconds, you have to give a sermon right on the spot. Or how would you use this verse? In, in a context of 100 people. So that's so that's, you get three points if you do that with the, with the group and or quote it. You get you get five points if you can quote it off the top. So that there will be a theologian, guy who puts the question up and says, what is Romans 12, 1 and 2? And if you and then that person will say, what what um translation do you want to use? You might say ESV, you might say K, King James Version. And then you quote the scripture 
And if you get it right or close to it, 90% close to it, then your team gets five points. If you can't quote it, you don't know it, you can opt to get three points, but how would you use it? And at the end of this, this card, you as a group discuss it. What does it mean to be a living sacrifice? And y'all discuss it. How does one truly renew their mind? So every question, every phase, you have an opportunity to use it, quote it, and discuss it. So that's, man, God gave me that idea. That's, I got another game coming out for singles, and I can't wait to tell you about that game. I'm actually excited about it. So those books and resources are available on my website, um, iamunplugged.com, and there you're able to um, just navigate I got our kids mentoring program. My computer stalling because um, those are videos back there. Um, my wife's probably on the Wi-Fi and we got TVs on. We got books. You can order the books there. We got T-shirts. You can order shirts. Go to our website, order uh, merch. Man, we have a lot of good shirts there. Um, it's pulling up right now. Uh, there we go. So that's my wife, and my, my beautiful wife. And my, oh, my goodness. They try to get you with the ads, man. There we go. My wife and my niece there. And so we got shirts. Love is not blind. Infatuation is. Uh, oh, let me go. Let me go to the store store so you can see all the shirts. But basically, we got a lot of shirts there. Uh, unplugged shirts. Infatuation is blind, not love. All most of these shirts are up under the videos on YouTube. I'm worth the wait for women. I got the guys too. Um, but I'm worth the wait. Security shirt. Um, all that stuff's available on my website there. And so, uh, uh, donate if you want to give and give there. Um, like, oh, let me get the coaching so we can get the coaching up for those who need one-on-one -on -one coaching because it's summertime and I have, uh, I got two more weeks of work and then I'm free to coach pretty much all day. Um, so you can go to my website. Oh, there you go. You can book me if you want virtual coaching, uh, for groups, or if you want to bring me out to your city, wants to quarantine lifts, uh, donate, you can do that there. And so you got our books, you got our, uh, online courses. Uh, we got three courses available online. Our kids mentor program. That's my wife right there. You can see her. This actual kids that we mentored. Um, so we are, we've been doing it for four years. But if you want one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can go to my website there and go to, uh, that's our mentoring program, but custom coaching. And you can schedule a coaching session with me. Give me your best budget, which you can do an hour or so, or what you can do, you give me your best, and I will tell you what time frame that I can do. We have spiritual growth coaching. Uh, we also have value and self-esteem coaching. We also have transition coaching, if you're going through a transition in life, moving, relationship transition, whatever. Also, we got relationship coaching. We got question on relationships. Um, I do couples coaching, maximize your single coaching. You got uh, need just kind of guidance on your singleness. Personal growth coaching. Also, we have youth and college student coaching. Uh, also, how to itemize your idea, product development. As you know, I've wrote six books, two card games. So I know that entrepreneurship and brand identity coaching. I offer that as well. Uh, ministry focus and coaching. So if you want to understand ministry better and how to uh, do it the right way, all that's available on my website. And so join me over there. I would love to see how I can serve you. I can't wait to serve you. Um, for the next two weeks, so I'll be still working at my school. Uh, so give me some time as I um, get and I'll have more time to life coach. Uh, send me your budget. I'll uh, make time for you. And you know I got you with these live feeds. Love you. Thank you for liking. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for watching. Um, T-shirts. I already said those. It's the whole bucket right here. Um, card games, books, um, ways to give and support. All that's available. Love y'all. i see y'all next time. I'm about to go to a cookout. And I already got my gluten-free hot dog buns. I'm about to go to Whole Foods right now to get my get my healthy hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because the coach is going to cheat with his food, but I'm going to cheat wisely. Love y'all. Y'all enjoy y'all day. I'll see y'all soon. Peace.